today's the day we kill Uber Minch. But <laughs> Uber butt. Uber butt. Super super butt. Over butt. Oh my god, that's my next hero, Uber butt, and it's just like this very thick person. <laughs> Damn boy. His butt is Uber. <laughs> yeah, and it's like his, his advanced attack is like the the cheeks just clap on you. It's like, oh god, oh, this, this clap is too strong. Oh god, I can't hear. It smashed my face. <laughs> the hell was that? Hello, friends. This is Christy, and you're listening to Tales to Inspire. face with the fascist defenders of the Third Reich, while Torchbearer, Crystal Gazer, and Omission struggle to keep Ubermensch distracted, the rest of Operation American Defense tries to complete their mission, to assassinate Adolf Hitler. Uh, and as soon as Ubermensch saw Crystal Gazer peering over the roof, um, he is going to just slowly, like, his feet lazily pick up off the cement and he just kind of floats up towards the roof and he crosses his arms across his chest as he's coming up. <laughs> Fraulein, I did not expect to find you here. And then as he crests over the roof, he sees Omission and Torchbearer. Ah, and you have brought friends this time. I don't know if you remember the friend I had last time, but his name's Omission, and uh, he was the one ca- uh, responsible for all that uh, um, grenade business. Oh and uh, I just want to say, real tip-top job you did there when you beat my ass last time. Truly, hadn't had that bad of an ass-whooping since my daddy. Now, we're, what we're going to do here, this ain't going to be easy. Uh, my friend Torchbearer here, well, I don't know if you heard of him, but, uh, he's probably just as strong as you are. So maybe just go back where you came from. Maybe you don't even want to be here, huh? He looks at Omission and his eyes narrow and, like, his eyes glow red like that. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at her like... You really just squealed <laughs> on the guy with no power? Oh my god. Can I burn a relationship here? Because, God. Do, do you really want to step up your bond clock? Yeah, I yeah. Will, I'm, you, I'm, I will, you, 
I would use it later on to like as to like step something up. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, yeah. sure, sure. Like save yeah. it from yeah, mechanical I, benefit. Yeah, because it, it's definitely like he's looking at you like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uber. Ubermensch looks at omission and, and says, "Just a little small text bubble." I remember. <laughs> oh. Uh, and Omission is going to stand up uh, with a cigarette in his hand that he just pulled from one of the Nazi officers uh, as he walks up to him and kind of takes a nice puff before blowing it in uh, in his direction. You know, when you eventually go down, it won't be by the hands of someone with great power but just a regular person and I am going to be laughing when that happens Mr. Aryan Superior Race Man he looks over your shoulder at uh, are you still dressed as Gert Vandergloss now that he's noticed Uber Mensch he's kind of flipped his his uh his hairstyle back over so to its like properly uh-huh. quaffed side and he's started to loosen the tie and he's taken off his jacket and lets it fall to the roof by his feet I know there's a party going on downstairs but you and I I think it's time that we dance he smiles so you have come to die, then. Good. I needed a present for the Fjord's birthday. Combat exchange. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have chosen what he's going to do. I have chosen what I'm going to do. <laughs> I have chosen what I'm going to do. I- Advance and attack. Evade and observe. Advance and attack. Okay, so no one defending maneuver. Uh, it goes straight to advance and attack. So omission or torchbearer, whoever wants to go first. So he's gonna uh, like just quickly uh, while this puff of smoke is in the face of uh, uh, Uber Ubermensch. Um, he takes his knife uh, out in that same motion and just try to goes for. Um, just goes for his eyes. Like it's, it's like there has to be a weak point somewhere on him. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I got a uh, six. A Do I win? Six. Do I kill him? <laughs> you 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 win! Uh, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, you. Oh, go ahead and describe first. How how do you do this, and how does it not succeed? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think he smashes the blade against his eye, and it just like breaks in half. The snaps, and the blade just kind of hits the ground. Uh, and all he has left is like this hilt of the the knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you jump forward, go for his eyes, and go to stab him. And we just see a close up shot of knife that is so precious to you strike his eyeball and just kind of curve down along the curvature of his eye and as it hits his uh, eyelid it just snaps and you're standing there with your pocket knife 
inches from his face, and he just backhands you, and like a speeding bullet rushes towards Torchbearer. Torchbearer, what do you do? I immediately run past, uh, like, (laughs) run like a speeding bullet towards him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, Roll 2d6 plus smash. Oh, and when uh, when you fail to get your achievements and you've made your advancement, do you wait till the end of the session to spend that and then start racking up achievements again, or do you immediately do it? Uh, did, so did you get a new uh, advancement? Uh, yeah, I just filled in my last achievement since I I'm, I, I assumed I missed that, right? I think was it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. If if you ever roll a zero through six, you do get to mark an achievement. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what, if you if you want to wait till the end of session to do it, you definitely can, or if you already have in mind what you want to do, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I, I hit it too. Really? So, that's what I was asking. Yeah, I was glad he asked that question. <laughs> yeah! Wow, okay. Wow, two, two players leveled up in, at the beginning of this fight. So, uh, Torchbearer... <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, that's how you do it in RPGs, all right? When you're against a superior opponent, you get just enough XP so you're the next level, and then yes. when you level up, you're back to full HP, so you kind of cheat the system. Oh, yeah, That's how yeah. real life works. That is real life. This is true. Uh, Torchbearer, what did you roll? I rolled a nine. A nine. All right, so you get to choose one. What do you choose? I'm striking this dude. You are striking this dude. All right. We clash, and he he flies straight into my fist. Yeah. Uh, he either marks two stress or mark a condition, or you can mark a stress to choose for them. I'll let him choose. Okay. He will choose to mark two stress. So you two fly at each other. Your fist comes and collides with his face. Uh, are, are your fists glowing? Kind of describe for us what, what this looks like. Yes. As soon as um, as soon as soon he begins to go forward, the glow um, illuminates his fists. They just, um, like he's being lit from inside, um, his eyes start to glow a little bit. I like emitting a whole bunch of light. Just like they start to kind of gold over and then his hands glow and as he strikes him there's a big like a bright flash of light mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah uh and ubermensch also chose advance and attack i don't know if i said that yeah. um but he is choosing to strike as well uh and he is going to mark one stress to force torchbearer to mark a condition uh so torchbearer what condition do you mark i'll go back with angry again <laughs> Okay. He didn't. Torchbearer didn't know exactly. Like he had been thinking about it a lot. Like having a chance to confront this person who did such a terrible thing in Italy, and he didn't know how he was going to react when it actually happened. But now that it has and they've met, he's he's a lot madder than he thought he would be. Yeah. So we have this very cool panel of you two clashing in midair. Your fist colliding with his jaw, his fist punching you in your solar plexus. Your capes are blown back by the impact. The ground beneath you, even though you're not touching it, cracks. And you see like bits of cement fly up into the air just from the impact of your blow. Um, and so you two punch each other and go skidding across the rooftop. Um, and we even see like little cracks in the skylight form. So then it goes to Crystal Gazer, 
who is evading and observing. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus investigate. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so, so 10. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's still a 10 plus. So you get to choose two of those options. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, I am going to do, uh, can I choose, they have to be two separate ones or can I choose? You, you cannot choose two of the same. Oh. So I'm going to do, I'm going to use, um, the bolster or hinder. I'm going to use bolster. Okay. I am going to, um, send a quick thought to Torchbearer and say, you got this. I'm backing you up, bud. And then, uh, so your abilities are naturally stronger. There's a moment clear one stress at the end of each action scene while you have that status. So it'll, it'll give you that status. And then I'm going to watch a foe. So uh, choose an engaged foe to observe in the next combat exchange where you both are present before anyone else makes any choices. They must announce what approach they are planning to use. You may mark one stress to force them to also state one technique uh, that they will use from that approach. Cool, cool. So obviously watching uh, Ubermensch and what they will choose. Um, okay, okay. So, it's the end of an action scene. Torchbearer, go ahead and clear one stress. Um, Thank you. All right, so you collide. Everything goes up everywhere. Uh, you go skidding across. Uh, and we see Ubermensch has like a little scuff mark on his cheek where you hit him. Uh, I have not yet met another foe who is as strong as you, Torchbearer. This fight will be interesting. They don't make them like us anymore. Meanwhile, inside the house, they're kunst. Geiger Gwen, you're in this kind of room with everybody, and you see, you see Sister Solstice pushing a cake out on a cart, out into the middle, and she is walking straight towards Adolf Hitler. And I just have like big eyes and a huge smile on my face because I don't know what else to do. Yeah, just this terrified 13-year-old child pushing a cake. Oh, God. Um, perfect. We should have been in the cake. I know, right? <laughs> should have been. Um, Dr. Fusion is trying to integrate himself into a group of people that it would make sense for Hitler to approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you see a lot of those Nazi officials that you saw earlier that, like, like uh, bugs towards a flame. They're just must go kiss ass um, going towards the fjord. Um, and back to Sister Solstice, as she is pushing this cake, everybody in this room bursts out and singing happy birthday in German to Hitler. Hitler walks over to the cake cart uh, and he looks at this three-tiered cake. Should be noted that Sister Solstice's hands are shaking like a lot. Mm -hmm. She is straight terrified. Yeah. Uh, he walks around, he looks at this cake, and he looks down at you. Oh. And I think the artist has drawn, like, the little movement lines around your hands. 
Hitler reaches out and pats you on the head and smiles. And it is unnatural. Carrie's about to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Sister Solstice, whatever happens, all these psycho fans kind of push and press around you, and you see him shaking hands with all these Nazi officials. So I'm going to, like, fade back into mm-hmm. the background at this point and okay. get away from the cake. Yeah, and you see you see a panel of Gwen rushing up to meet her because she notices her this whole time, and she just... You see her kind of wrap her arms around her shoulders from the back. She's like, I got you. Mm-hmm. You're good. And we... We just not retreat fully, but we back away yeah. slightly. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Fusion, you said that you were integrating yourself into a group of people to get close to him. Yeah. Uh, Red Revenant, what are you doing? I'm probably looking for like any women who are clearly married to someone here, and I'm honestly chatting them up. Um, just to get on the nerves of the... the the rich white old men so like I wanted to I wanted them to be in clear view of them as well so like I wanted to know that their wives instead of going down a killing spree he's just like look what I can if do if I can't <laughs> murder someone physically I'll murder someone emotionally uh- <laughs> oh I love it um okay so 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 what is what's your goal with this Red Revenant what are you trying to do I think I think right now um Despite his anger, he's aware enough to know that, like, you can't jump Hitler or the Gaslighter right now in broad daylight, especially after getting told that um, Nazi's hardest hitter is <laughs> has um, entered the building or might be entering the building soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's honestly trying to cause a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it was anyone else, I'm sure that these people like try to talk it out and stuff like that. But since it's him, a person of color, they're mo- more likely to resort to violence. And I think he's just looking for any excuse to resort to violence. So it's kind of make, trying to make up one. So I think it's like just, just very casually talking, maybe talking about some art pieces that he might actually know a bit about. Um, he probably points at the painting of um, Hitler sitting in, in on a throne in London. It's like, I've actually been there. I actually, I was just like talking about um, just that kind of stuff. And every so often, like, if if he sees it's going well, just like inching closer to the woman, um, brushing like a hair out of their face, just, just very clearly. <laughs> it's Mr. Steel, flirting. Yeah. <laughs> And like every so often, I like make eye contact with a person who I'm 100 certain is their significant other, before okay. turning back to their wife. All these old white men are really upset because all the women are into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you are doing this. So okay. So you're trying. You're trying to start a fight. Yes. <laughs> That's what you tried to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and roll. You know what? Nah. Let's not roll. Let's just do it. Let's do the okay. thing. All right. So you're brushing her hair out of her face, and she blushes, and she looks away demurely. And then you see uh, a man walk up, or he he hears uh, his wife's tittling laughter. laughter. <laughs> and we see, like, it's where the artist, artist has drawn, like, his head going this way, and then he has, like, the movement lines rapidly coming yeah. away and his head is suddenly turned this way um but we see herman goring uh the basically the second in command of nazi germany 
uh, and he grabs you by the lapels and kind of swings you around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not assume that you can talk to my wife. She's she's your wife? I I had no idea. With The way she was kind of looking at me, I assumed that she was single. <laughs> Is everything okay at... Is everything okay at home? <laughs> like I'm, I'm here to talk to you if you if that's something you want. Herman Goring is going to try to punch you, <laughs> but you're a superhero, so you get to choose what happens. Oh, because he's not a match for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna let him punch me. Okay, his. And, and you have been punched many times before, and this man's flabby fist barely registers on, against your chin. So he punches you, and how do you react? I kind of like, my head like, it's kind of like just a very weird, almost like really wet slap as it hits my face. And I kind of like, kind of look over his shoulder at um, uh, his wife and just goes, He's not great with his hands, is he? <laughs> oh man, he's he's gonna come at you with his other fist. Uh, do you allow that one to connect as well? Um, I think this time he'll be like, "No, this is how it's done," and then he's gonna throw a punch himself instead. I'm not even like at his face to connect with the fist coming his way. Just to like slam it in, slam into the Ooh, fist that he's throwing at him. Yes, and we have we have this f- awesome panel of this this white flabby fist colliding with this black muscular fist, and we see like the onomatopoeia behind it just crack as you just break this man's knuckles, and he screams and pulls his hand back. Again, I look over his shoulder and it goes, "I used to be a pianist. I'm great with my fingers." <laughs> to his wife before going and turning back. <laughs> Are we, are we done? As he's like gripping his hand in pain, like, are we? And he yells out, guards, guards. And we see some of those Nazi soldiers start rushing towards this scene. Cut over to Dr. Fusion. Dr. Fusion, you are in this group of people. The commotion is happening behind you. Um, what, what are you doing? You're kind of mingled in with these psychophants. Do they get distracted at all? Like, does everyone kind of look that direction? Definitely, yeah. I think they all look that direction. I think there is some um, some of the SS that is specifically here for Hitler's protection. And I think they kind of grab him and kind of position themselves in between him and other people. Okay. Um, so they are on alert, but the rest of these people look that direction. I think... Dr. Fusion's going to get as close to Hitler as possible and kind of, like, lean in as much as he can and try to whisper to him somewhat, if possible. Uh, let's see what a sneak around does for you. Cool. Can you roll 2d6 plus your maneuver? Sure. What's my maneuver? Oh, right, it's plus two because I got to add a plus one to it. Oh, nice. A nine. What does that do? Okay, so choose one. You must leave something behind or be discovered. You're spotted, but get the drop on them. Uh, there's something here that you didn't plan for. Let's uh, let's do. There's something here that you didn't plan for. 
Okay. So you lean in to whisper in Adolf Hitler's ear. What do you do? Mein Führer, I have information that you may find interesting. I'm, I'm not going to speak for Adolf Hitler. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to keep him being silent. So like he, he turns and looks at you. He raises an eyebrow. Do you continue? We should not speak here. It is not for... He looks at some of the important people connected to Hitler. Mm-hmm. Prying eyes or ears. And I think as he opens his mouth to say something, there is an explosion that rocks the building. Those marble statues that had those bronze eagles on them kind of wibble and wobble. Some of those bronze statues fall down. And part of the ceiling collapses as uh, two figures come crashing through. And there is an explosion of dust and debris. There is shouting. There is yelling. Uh, And then those two figures grab each other, tussling, and shoot out back through the wall, creating this huge explosion. A few moments earlier, on top of the Haus der Kunst. Kind of describe for us what has happened since we last saw you. Uh, where where are Torchbearer and Ubermensch? Where are Omission and Crystal Gazer? What what kind of scene is going up on the roof? Yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, I figure uh, uh, if we're moving things along, like coming back to like this uh, this scene where Omission is like going from body to body of these uh, Nazi individuals on the roof and just like pulling anything that might help. So like. Uh, he grabs a grenade and, like, cracks it open and pulls out the gunpowder and, like, sometimes he'll throw it up into the air to just have, like, this small, like, smoky explosion to try to obscure, uh, uh, the, the Ubermensch's eye. Just kind of all these, like, very annoying things. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Uh, Crystal Gazer Torchbearer, what are you doing? Yeah, um... Crystal Gazer, just at this point, is really just trying to slow Ubermensch down and basically be the kid behind him holding him while the bigger kid punches him. (laughs) Uh, That's the hope. I mean, figuratively, she's not touching him because there's no way she's getting close to him uh, after the last uh, thing uh, that happened between the two of them. But she is just basically trying to use everything she's got to, like, when a fist is flying, she she is the friction quadrupled holding it back like she is the Mm, like mm -hmm. um she's like trying to make like it he's heavier it's like pulling him down like trying to hold him back if she flies if he flies towards him like that's her intent every time is just to put every bit of force power that she has in her repertoire at holding him back so torch can do his thing yeah perfect um dope torch bear what about you i like to think that we're just like had like a stalemate just like my fist on his jaw his fist on my uh solar plexus just like stuck there just like exerting each other's will and like testing each other's strength for a while and then we have that exchange and kind of step back yeah and then just like in an instant just back at it again just knock down drag out all right all right let's go to another combat exchange uh, NPCs choose what they're gonna do. Oh, and you chose to watch a foe 
Um, so I'm going to let you know that he is going to choose to advance and attack. I figured that wouldn't be incredibly useful, but <laughs> yeah, we did it. You did it. <laughs> we did it. Okay, so he's choosing to advance and attack. That is his combat approach. Defend and maneuver. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use my super technique. Ooh, okay. Uh, which which uh, approach is that? Uh, it's under advance and attack. Okay, okay. It's under advance attack. Okay, so uh, omission, you chose to defend and maneuver. You go first. Roll 2d6 yeah. plus your protect. Yeah! Look at me protecting people. <laughs> Actually, I want to. I change my mind. Okay. Because I don't want to mark too stress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with um, evade and observe again. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, I got a ten. Okay, a ten. So you get to choose two of those. What two do you choose? Um, I mean, I'm going to retaliate and I'm going to defend uh, <laughs> Torchbearer. What a, what a wombo combo. Okay. <laughs> wombo so combo, hey. <laughs> you, are, you are selecting an ally within reach. When they suffer a blow during this action scene, you can suffer it for them. Uh, and you're choosing to retaliate, so you steal yourself for their blows. Each time a foe inflicts stress or a condition on you, uh, you can inflict one stress on that foe. Uh, okay, so uh, describe for us how what does this look like? What how are you getting ready to defend Torchbearer? Yeah, so he he has these like little contraptions and like little uh, bags of gunpowder. He has like gunpowder in his mouth too, uh, <laughs> and, and everything. Like he is just like trying to jury rig anything he can. Uh, and so with all of this stuff, he's kind of getting ready and watching um, Ubermitch for when he's about to strike so that he can, like, run, jump, and just blow a gout of fire uh, in between them and at Ubermitch uh, okay. and then see what can be done. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Torchbearer, you and Ubermitch chose to advance an attack, so please roll 2d6 plus your smash. <laughs> Twelve. A 12. All right, so choose two, please. Um, I think strike and pressure. Okay. I want to strike him and then pressure him uh, so he can't advance and attack next turn. Okay, okay. So you're striking him, mm, forcing him to mark two stress or mark a condition? If I take one stress, I can make him take two stress, right? You sure can. I'm going to do that. F*** you. <laughs> okay. Get, get wrecked, bud. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now's the time. All right. Okay. So you you force him to tar- take that two stress, uh, and you take that stress. Uh, so what what do you do? I want to say that I kind of um, just going back to like boxing training. I see him come around with like the opposite hand. I reach up and catch it, anticipate his next strike, and I'm able to like grab his hand, and it's still like puts a little bit more um, force behind it than I was expecting. Like, I've never tried to stop one of his blows, really. And then use my dominant hand to get up underneath his chin, so I'm able to, like, kind of slightly defend myself, still taking damage, and then uh, counter with an uppercut that really hits him. 
think that works uh, for both of us taking considerable stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, and so you, you block him, and he kind of, with your punch, you punch him backwards, and he skids across the uh, the rooftop. And then he, like, looks up. His We see his fingers dig into the cement roof, and he just rushes forward and we see like the little swirl of of sand and dirt behind him as he is suddenly not in that space anymore and uh he is going to mark one stress uh to force you to take two conditions torchbearer unless omission do you choose to defend torchbearer hell yeah i'm jumping in all right so uh omission as ubermensch is rushing at torchbearer with the speed of a bullet train how do you interfere? How do yeah, you save like Torchbearer? He he's not faster, but he's trying. He's anticipating his moves, and so right before uh, Ubermensch is getting ready to throw his hand again, uh, yeah, with these gunpowder stuff that he has from the grenades and the the shrapnel and shells, he like just jumps up into the air and just shoots off this fire uh, of smoke and also saliva. Um, and so when Ubermensch, like, clears the smoke, it's not, uh, Torchbearer that's there, but it is Omission! Nice. Uh, who gets, like, punched in the face and, yeah. like, flies back onto the roof. Like, just <laughs> wrecked. Yeah, you j- his fist collides with your face and you just go soaring across the rooftop. Uh, unless, do you choose to retaliate? Yeah, yeah, so there, uh, there is retaliate. Uh, so he does get uh, one stress. Okay. Uh, okay. So you you mark uh, and how do you how do you do the stress to him? I, I think it's kind of the um, the the gunpowder and smoke. Like as he pushes through the the smoke cloud, uh, uh, omission just is like surrounded by this cloud of uh, gunpowder and debris that he's been collecting. Uh, and so maybe some of it gets in his eye or just kind of irritates him uh, a little bit and stresses him out. I was I was going to add, uh, you, you say you've been like breaking up the grades, grabbing all this gunpowder. You even have gunpowder in your mouth. So I like like the idea of like his knuckles hit one of the Nazi medals on your chest and mm. like get glints and sparks and there's an explosion. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, right in front of his face. And that's also kind of the reason why omission goes... Helter yeah. skelter across the roof. <laughs> like his teeth are flying in the air, like several <laughs> of them as like he smacks right down onto the roof, like just blood everywhere. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and and what two conditions do you mark omission? Uh probably insecure and uh afraid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and he's he collides with you you go scattering across the roof and he just growls in frustration as you thwarted his attack uh crystal gazer what about you so uh i I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with that uh um trying to hinder uh ubermensch so that's my intent but let's see what we do here 26 plus investigate sucker so nine Okay. Uh, nine. Okay. So uh, you get to choose one. What do you choose? Uh, I am going to um, impede mm-hmm. this uh, this um, Ubermensch fellow. I'm. My intent is to impair him. So mm-hmm. 
he will have to mark one stress. How I accomplish... He will either mark one stress or choose one fewer technique next action scene. Mm-hmm. I am going to basically... Um, like, when he hits Omission by accident, she, put, she like, puts her force, like, at his face and does this. So that he, not only does he hit Omission, yes, he hits Omission. But impedes him by because it's like you ever seen like a dog that thinks a door is open, <laughs> a glass yeah. door, uh huh, and it just kind of like as he's coming forward because she thinks he's about to hit torch and she doesn't realize omission's about to jump in there. So then when he does this, it's like smash him face and it kind of like knocks him back just a bit. So it makes him a little bit says off balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of a narrative reason why he might not have obliterated, like completely obliterated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I dig of it. My strong upper jaw. Okay, so he collides with that field. Uh, he is impaired for the next combat exchange. Uh, that combat exchange is over. Is there any words or other moves anyone wants to say or do right now? Oh, hell. Omission, are you okay? Never better. (laughs) Blood everywhere. Just... Oh, God. I know that hurt. (laughs) Omission suddenly looks like he was drawn by Frank Quitley. (laughs) So so many wiggles. So many wrinkles. You can stop this right now, Ubermensch give up go into custody we don't have to end this here I was born to do this I was raised to do this I've been the Fjord's right hand man since I was but a boy you three will not stop the march of Aryan supremacy across Europe you have not done so so far You shall not do so after tonight. Russia has fallen. France has fallen. And within a few coming months, the United Kingdom shall also be underneath the heels of the Fjord. And with you three dead, who shall defend your precious homeland? You know, the way you talk like that, it makes me realize we're not so different, you and I. We're just two different sides of the tracks. You were born to do this. And I grew up fighting to do, to do this. I had to make myself good enough and strong enough to stand up to people like you. And I can tell you right now, you may have had a, a few victories but your war machine stops here and goes no further. This is tedious. Whatever you are planning here, it will not succeed. And then he, he tries to do that and copyright Superman, but he tries to do like the uh, corkscrew thing where he like screws and like digs underground. Uh, and he just he starts spinning around trying to like burrow through the roof of the house there coots to go inside the museum. Um, I'm just glad he's not trying to like rewind time. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So that's what he's doing. Um, what are the three of you doing? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have narrated what he's going to do before it's actually his. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You've, you've stated his intention, and we will see if we can stop him from doing that. I guess that's true. So, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking we don't want to disrupt whatever's happening downstairs because we don't know at this point what status their mission is on. Yeah. Uh, I am going to evade in that thing. <laughs> okay, he's going to evade in that thing. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to advance and attack. I'd like to try it. If he's going to, if I can discern from seeing what he's doing that he's trying to get down into the building, I want to try and impede that and stop that immediately. Um, I'm going to evade and observe again. Okay. Uh, so nobody chose, uh, he chose to evade and observe. Um, so nobody chose to defend and maneuver. So it goes to advance and attack. You rolled a nine. You rolled a nine. So go ahead and choose one. What I was thinking was if in order to just impede him from being able to go down, Mm -hmm. I'd like to try and um, I want to hit him so hard that it like pushes him, pushes him sideways, like horizontally Mm -hmm. and not allow him to go vertical, like up down. So I'd like to, I'm thinking smash just to like, uh, as he's like moving downwards into the building, I like hit him really low and smash him kind of horizontally. So he like digs like a trench through the roof of the building and flies off the other side of the roof just to keep him outside. Okay. Um, all right. So smash. Uh, so go ahead and mark one stress. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to evade and observe. Which I think everybody else chose. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus investigate. Yeah, I got a 12. Nice. So what two are you choosing? Well, I'm going swipe. Uh, whatever he has in his oh. Superman-esque tight pants, um, I'm swiping. Uh, and then... Uh, I'm going to give him the... Um, <laughs> maybe stunned. Like as I as you know he's he's going down he's distracted by uh, torchbear um, omission kind of runs up like with blood all over his face um, reaches up and just swipes something from his uh, his pocket and just gives him like a little like you know locker room like uh, slap on the butt uh, and Uber Mitch is just like <laughs> what the. F- yeah, like, <laughs> am I gay? I don't know. <laughs> like, this is making me feel things. <laughs> this changes everything. This better not awaken anything within me. <laughs> um, yeah, so you run up, you use that steel ability to swipe something, and I think you see, as, as this comment is happening, you see uh, a letter is sticking out of his breast pocket. Um, or out of out of his pants pocket, and I think you rush forward and you grab that. Uh, the contents of which will be revealed later, once I've thought about what they are. Um, but yeah, you you uh, 
stun him uh, with slapping him on the ass. Um, and then uh, Torchbearer collides with him. Crystal Gazer, what are you doing? Uh, and so, Mitchell, can you write down, and I'll also write it down, that yeah, you, I'll, uh, I'll put you stole in the something? Discord. Uh, so, Crystal Gazer, what are you doing? Um, so, I my intent was to um, evade and observe, but I rolled a six. I was going to uh, give a bolster um, to omission. <laughs> but well, maybe you can bolster me, and would that be for next roll? Yeah, um, I, I can, I mean, I, if you want me to burn a bond, yeah, I, I mean, can we're say that this good, is the time yeah. when I use that bond I just burned against you where I outed, <laughs> but still give you the bolster. <laughs> um, so, uh, let me see, what makes sense here? Um, she's gonna... Um, well, I think, I think we could go with prepared or favored. In this instance, yeah. Um, um, and Torchbearer, did you clear stress after last action scene? I wasn't sure if that was still going on. Uh, I, I, I was saying that as long as like Crystal Gazer is here helping you, you have that. So uh, yeah, go ahead. She's still here. Okay. Um, I think um, to take an appropriate. Uh, you're ready for what's coming, so you can take a plus two in an appropriate roll or make. Or, mar- or avoid marking a condition. Or what was it? Favored? Or, uh, yeah, favored. You're buoyed by circumstance, so to choose an additional basic technique next exchange. Um, I'm going to go with prepared. Uh, okay. I'm going to say to omission, uh, nice work slapping his ass, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes at you next time. Just be careful. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and burn that bond with Torchbearer. I mean, not Torchbearer. Um, Omission, just so mm-hmm. narratively, we already did yeah. that. So. Yeah, and like he's like holding, grabbing his hand because it's probably like the the hardest <laughs> yeah. butt he's ever. Like, it's just like uh, bruised and stuff. Like slapping the side of a mountain. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Ubermensch... Uh, is going to start spinning around, like I said earlier, to try to corkscrew through the um, through the roof of this building. Um, and what he is going to do uh, is he is trying to seize a new position. So he is trying to move downstairs. Um, Torchbearer, you already described yourself as kind of smashing the the roof and kind of keeping him from landing right where he wanted to. So, and I will reveal that Ubermensch has marked a number of stress that he can now start choosing two techniques. However, Crystal Gazer is keeping him only choosing one because he is not going to mark that extra stress to choose a different or choose an extra technique. So he is just doing the seize position. So as he corkscrews down, Torchbearer, what happens? I'm not able to hit him as fully as I would like to. So he, uh kind of hit him and get stuck and he continues drilling down even like slightly affected by my hit he kind of pulls me in after him
Hello friends and welcome to the mid-roll section of Season 1, Episode 13 of Tales to Inspire. I'm your host, David White. And no matter how many times I do this mid-roll, I always almost say misconceptions instead of Tales to Inspire. Ah... I do love misconceptions, and I miss it dearly. But I hope that you are all having fun listening to this new story that we are telling with Tales to Inspire. Uh, It's kind of been a slow start, I I will admit, kind of a a slower start than I would have liked. But starting with these last couple of episodes and going through the end of Season 2, I truly believe we have some great things in store for y'all. Some more character-focused moments, some more emotional role-playing and emotional storytelling, and some twists and turns that you might not see coming. So thank you for sticking with us for these first 13 episodes, and the back half of Season 1 promises to be pretty dang good. Speaking of being pretty dang good, Draconics! Our guest star for these past three episodes, they are an amazing role player. Please go following them on Twitter, at Draconics, if you are not already. Um, But they are amazing. I'm so happy that we were lucky enough to get them on the show. Uh, They knocked it out of the water with Red Revenant. Cannot be more happy with how they portrayed their character and the choices that they made in these last three episodes. Now, you know that we are supported by our monthly donations on Patreon. Well, right now, we have fallen below our $400 a month goal. At our $400 a month goal, we can afford to consistently pay our performers $5 for every hour that we spend recording. Right now, we have dropped about to the $250 a month goal. We are way below our $400 a month goal. Uh, I am still paying our performers for the work that they do, but that means that our account is not being replenished as much as we are taking out of it, uh, we are losing money. Uh, we still have some, you know, to pay to pay people. But I would like to do more than just pay people five dollars an hour. I have plans for this network. I have plans to pay our performers more. I have plans to make other shows. I have plans to hire editors to do these other shows. But we truly cannot do that without your support on Patreon. Uh, please go give any amount that you can. Uh, really, truly. Any amount helps us get closer to that goal, even if it's a $1, even if it's a $2, if it's a $5, all amounts help us get closer to our goal. And we do have a new goal, a $20 a month goal, which is which is exorbitant. I don't expect everybody to go get this goal or to be able to afford it every month. But if you are interested in it, here's what it will get you. It'll get you your behind-the-scenes access to our After Hours feed and Patreon, where you can listen to extended episodes of Tales to Inspire and also any other audio goodies that we plan to put up there. Uh, It gets you access to our monthly game night, where I send out a Zoom link to our friends, and uh, we just get online and we play some Jackbox party games. And it's pretty fun. That's at the $10 level. But at the $20 level, you get all that, but you also get access to our sticker club our monthly sticker club that's why i should say our monthly sticker club every month i will send stickers to our patrons at the 20 dollar and up level uh right now i mean hopefully i shipped them out earlier this week but hopefully all of our 20 dollar up patrons got their stickers for this month 
and I cannot wait to send a new batch of stickers next month. So if you like stickers, if you like our show, and you just want to slap some stickers up in different places, maybe on your laptop or your little hydro flasks, well, please go be a $20 patron, and you'll get a sticker every month from us. And I'll also handwrite a little note. Uh, you know, I personalize all these little letters that I send out with our patron uh, stickers. Um, so, you know, if you want a little a little something from me, a little handwritten note, uh, go give $20 a month. But, you know, $20 a month, that's a lot. If you cannot afford that, the $5 a month goal is still a great option. The $5 a month goal is actually my favorite option because it's not a lot of money. It's not going to break the bank. It's just $5 a month. What is that? Like two Sonic drinks a month? I mean, I mean, it's just one Starbucks drink a month. But just just one drink a month that you are giving to us that will go towards paying our performers so that they can get their own drinks at Starbucks. I actually don't know if any of our performers drink Starbucks. I know Carrie and I do. I don't know if anyone else does. But anyways... a month will get you access to that After Hours feed, extended episodes, and it will actually get you access to the Geek Out during the credits portion for this episode. This episode of Tales to Inspire is pretty long, and I don't know if you noticed this, but the two groups were recorded at two different sessions. These are two different recording sessions that were put together in one episode. So not the whole table was here together when we recorded this episode. Uh, So that means the geek out is a little bit different. So instead of tagging it to the end of this already long episode, I made it a Patreon exclusive. So if you would like to hear us talk about the choices that were made in these episodes and will still be made in these episodes, go give $5 a month to listen to that extended geek out during the credits but you know if you cannot support us monetarily we understand money is tight budgets are slim we understand but we would still appreciate you sharing us word of mouth online anywhere that anywhere and to anyone who would be interested in listening to our show i i would hope that you would plug us to them. Uh, please share our show, grow our listenership for us, and uh, just, just help this show grow. That would be greatly appreciated as well. Well, that is enough out of me. It is time that we get back to the action. Let's see how this climatic encounter with Adolf Hitler and the Ubermensch and the heroes of Operation American Defense will resolve. Meanwhile, inside the Haus der Kunst. The museum erupts into chaos. People start rushing towards the entrance and the exit. Uh, The SS grab Adolf Hitler and quickly go to drag him back from whence he came. Uh, Red Revenant 
you have an entire platoon of guards rushing towards you. So, um, let's see. Who's going to be doing what here? Um, who's closer to Gwen? Um, Red Revenant or Hitler? Hitler. Okay, then you're going to see a panel of Gwen dragging Sister Solstice by the hand towards Hitler and Dr. Fusion. Mm-hmm. And her goal is just to get within hand's reach of Hitler. Okay. Alright, so you're going towards Hitler. Mm-hmm. Fusion, what are you doing? Uh, is there any indication that Hitler... Like, that I'm to follow him? Has he taken my words in any regard? Like, what is... I think before he could even really react to what you said, that explosion happened and the SS are pulling him back towards the door. Okay. It is mass chaos. If this is your opportunity. I think I'm following. Like, I'm following after Hitler. Like, I'm trying to basically get in with the SS. Like, like we're both trying to escape or something like that. Like, trying to be protected by the SS is my guy's sure sure um and as you kind of press towards him the ss shove you back and shove you away um and as as i said this is mass chaos Mm -hmm. if hitler gets away this will probably be the last chance you will get at this okay and if you want to reach him mechanically you will have to bypass his nazi soldier npc group okay the closer gwen gets um, she's going to let go of Sister Solstice's hand and kind of shove her in the direction of Dr. Fusion. Mm-hmm. And she's going to phase out, like camouflage herself and go to grab Hitler's wrist to do the same to him. Ooh. Mm-hmm-hmm. Okay. So let's cut to Red Revenant first. Yeah. Red Revenant, yeah. these people are rushing towards you. Are you going to engage them in combat? Oh, absolutely. I think he, um, the wire is probably like starting to run off at this point. But he just says, he's just gonna like yell out, just like, call me if you, okay, and just gonna <laughs> turn to, <laughs> and turn back to the people coming his way and just, yeah. um, out from like his, um, under, like in his sock, he pulls out, um, a small like knife and then pulls out a gun and the other from his, like, from the inside of his blazer and just kind of prepares himself to fight. Excellent. So now let's enter into an action scene. Um, So, uh, as we enter into an action scene, I decide uh, what the NPCs are going to do. Are they going to defend a maneuver? Are they going to advance an attack? Or are they going to evade and observe? Uh, I choose that in secret. I do not tell you until it is revealed what they do. Um, But I have chosen what they are going to do. And there's it's a small group. There's about five to ten of them coming at you. Um, so now you, what are you going to choose to do? I'm going to attack, um, advance and attack. Okay. Um, and they are also choosing to advance and attack. So defend and maneuver, go first. Nobody's doing that. On to advance and attack, and you get to go first. So please take 2d6 and roll plus smash. Oh, yes. I am. Oh, hell yeah. 14. <laughs> Ooh. A 14. Two awesome. sixes. So you get to choose two of those options. Do you strike, do you pressure, or do you smash? 
I can choose how many of these? One? You get to choose two. With a two. 10 plus, okay. you get to choose two. Perfect. Okay, so I want to strike a foe in reach. I think, like, I get the knife out and, like, throw it and, like, just throw it into someone's gut and let them stagger backwards. And then smash. I want to, like, run up to the same person and, like, kick them in the stomach so that they, like, push the cart with a cake in it into something or someone just to cause a little bit more chaos. Okay, so first you're gonna strike them. So with a strike, yes. you can either have them mark two stress or mark a condition. Uh, I get to choose that unless you wanted to mark one stress and choose for me. Nah, I'll let you choose. Okay, then I will choose to mark two stress. And then with smash, you get to destroy or destabilize something in the environment. So go ahead and mark one stress to do that. And I think impaired would make the most sense here. Um, so they have to mark one stress or choose one fewer technique next action scene. Okay. Do they have cake all over their faces? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you like, <laughs> you stab one and then you like shove them into this cake and they like go toppling into it. Cake falls on them. I'm like, how does it taste? I think I went a bit too heavy on the icing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and uh, their status effect doesn't take effect until next action scene. So this action yeah. scene, they still get to do what they're planning. Um, so they are going to strike, and they are going to force you to either mark two stress or mark a condition. You get to choose. Good question. How do you regain stress? Uh, you regain stress. So everybody regains stress um, with rest. Okay. So, like, if you sleep uh, one night, you clear three stress. If you sleep for a whole week, you clear all your stress. Um, okay. Or get a full week's rest. Whatever. Yeah. In that case, I'm going to mark guilty, and, and I'll take one stress, because... Okay. Despite the blood that's now in the cake, it looked like a good cake, and now <laughs> no one gets to enjoy it. Feeling Guilty bad about the cake. The cake. <laughs> Love oh, it. Awesome. It was a Nazi cake, but it looked really good. I think that was like red velvet or something. Okay, so you shove them into this cake, uh, and now they're as they are wiping cake off of them. You are looking around. You see the chaos all around you, and I think over in the corner of the room, with all these people rushing past him. You just see the gaslighter, both his hands at the top of his cane, just looking at you with just that coy smile twisting the corner of his lip up as he is just observing you. Uh, you're not getting out of this clean, and he's going to start walking towards the Ooh. gaslighter. Okay. Um, okay, cut to the three of you uh, near the on the other side of the cake. Chrissy, you said that you were going to try to get close to him. Yes. So as soon as I grab his wrist, I wanted to try and face him out so he's invisible like me. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, first of all, let's roll a seize control to grab hold of Hitler. So let's roll 2d6. I think, I think you could use your maneuver with this because I think as you described it, you're you're like phasing out it's not so much brute forcing as you're just grabbing okay. him however uh they are uh, actively defending him and so they have a uh, prepared now what they have 
Well, the fun part is the conditions I have marked, no matter what I roll right now, is just straight across the board. Because <laughs> it was oh, plus nice. two, then minus two. So, you know. We're in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Okay, so they they have chosen, as they're defending Hitler, they are choosing to inflict impaired on anyone trying to get to him. Uh, so that means you must mark one stress or take a minus two to all physical actions. I'll mark a stress for sure. Okay. So mark a stress and go ahead and roll uh, 2d6 plus two. Eight. And it's and not eight. it's not plus okay. two because I got afraid as one of my conditions, so it's minus two for cease control, right? Oh, so it's just flat. Yeah. yeah. So eight. Okay. So it's an eight. Okay. Do you want to burn... Uh, a bond with somebody to step it up to a full success? Let's say I burn a bond with Sister Solstice. Okay. Because uh, as we're moving towards him, I have her by the hand, and I'm going to very forcefully shove her in the direction of Dr. Fusion mm-hmm. and just kind of rip my hand out of her hand. And she can't see me at this moment because I phased out already, but... For a 13-year-old girl, that can't feel great. Yeah, yeah. Not so much, no. no. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so go ahead and uh, step that bond clock up with Sister Solstice by one. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you grab Hitler, and you said that you were going to try to also make him invisible. Yeah. I was going to try to phase him out, like, chameleon style, like I was doing. Okay. So that is not something you have listed in your powers profile. So let's go ahead and roll a push to see if you could also pass your chameleon camouflage onto another person. Uh, so what what level do you think this would be? Simple, difficult, or borderline? Well, I can phase through things with other people, but mm-hmm. making them camouflage like me would probably be about the same. So borderline. Okay, borderline. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus nothing. Let's see what you get. Ooh, nine. A nine. Nine. Okay, so on a seven through nine, uh, you can do it, but the effort will exhaust you. You take three stress because it was borderline, and you do not get to add this to your power profile. So you'll have to roll a push again if you want to do it in the future. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take that three stress. Okay, you grab him, and suddenly he blips out of existence. And we see the SS kind of freak out, and they are going to start violently shoving everybody around them. Because, again, there's a throng of people. So, Sister Solstice and Dr. Fusion, you were kind of caught up in all this commotion. How, what, what are you doing as they are shoving people away? I'm going in on these SS to keep... Like, I see her vanish, I see Hitler vanish, and I kind of figure out what's happening. I'm going straight at the SS, Mm -hmm. trying to keep them busy. Okay. So, I think you'd be entering into an action scene. Uh, Sister Solstice, what are you doing? I think I'm doing the same, trying to kind of just add to the chaos in order to um, allow her to be successful, if possible. Okay. Let's enter into an action scene. So, there's about five to ten, again, a small group of these SS uh, I will choose what they are going to do. Uh, question real quick. Under like under any of these, if you're affecting a foe, does that, is it affecting all of that group? 
because they're considered a group yes, foe. A, okay. Yeah, one one NPC group, one group of NPCs is a is a foe. Okay, cool. Okay, so I've I've chosen what the SS are doing. Uh, pass it over to you, the players. What are you going to choose to do? This is just uh, solstice infusion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you you kind of did your thing and you are maintaining your grip. I think that's what you're focusing on right now. Truth. I guess I'm going to advance and attack. I'm also advancing. I'm going to kick him in the knees. <laughs> okay. And Dr. Fusion, what are you doing? I'm also advancing and attacking. All right. So they chose to evade and observe. So you two get to go first with your advance and attack. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus smash. Let's do it, Sister Solstice. Oh, thank goodness. So I have a minus two to advance and attack because of my condition, but I have a plus one from smash, so it's a mm. minus one. But I rolled okay, so. But I'm gonna let her go first. All right. Okay, because Sister Solstice has not advanced and attacked much. Okay, <laughs> so I'm at. What do I add? Uh, your smash, and your smash is a minus one. Right. Oh so no! So I just take a minus one. Yeah, but also you have afraid marked, uh. so you take a net. You take a minus two as well, so oh, you're rolling no. with a minus three. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so what'd you roll? I rolled a five with a, a minus five. three. Like oh, no. I rolled a four. So no, rolled- I rolled an eight. I speaking words is hard. Okay. <laughs> I rolled two fours. On the two dice, that adds yeah. to eight. Minus three equals five. Okay. So Words five. are hard. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's not happening with you. Okay, so... I'm only 13. These as, men are big. As you, as you are this 13-year-old fighting these big men, uh, how do you not... How are you not as effective as you... How do you, you not be? fight? <laughs> how do you not fight? Um... Well, she's emotionally distracted by the fact that she was just jilted by this person that she thought was her friend. So, she's feeling all these emotions. She's Mm -hmm. a teenager. She got flustered because she came in in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a little sticky from the food and things. And so, she's just not as... um, She's just not as effective as she would be. Normal circumstances. Yeah, you got a lot going on on top of being thirteen. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um. Such as life. So does she like try to do like a Naruto hand hand gesture and it just like <laughs> sticks together and she's like, oh yeah, the peanut butter is just no. like not uh, not like you try to it. cast a spell and yeah, and it's stuck like together. it doesn't. <laughs> There yeah. we go. This and is I why think, we don't eat peanut butter. It's true. I think as you're trying to get your peanut butter fingers apart, one of the guards like doesn't even know you're trying to fight him, and then like just the corner of his elbow just clocks you in the head as he pivots to fight uh, Doctor Fusion and Sister Solstice. You're spent. You're sent like sprawling onto your butt uh, in a disappointing fashion. Uh, Doctor Fusion. Okay. So I rolled a nine minus one is eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to mark three stress to use my super technique. Oh boy! To use my oh single boy. fusion fist punch. Okay. Uh, please describe for us how does this look? So he like rears back, and a little bit of electrical spark like goes in a circle around the ring, and it starts to like. Uh, press outward like a spring and he just kind of punches one of the guards in the face and the whole thing just explodes 
and it knocks Doctor Fusion back. It knocks all of the soldiers away, and just mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Occam, thank you for giving me this gift. Thank you for it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, because technically, technically, I haven't said this yet. You are only allowed to use your super technique if you roll a ten plus. Oh. However, this is beautiful. I allow it. So your fist collides. <laughs> Uh, there's a huge explosion of this nuclear re- radioactive energy as you are shot back, the SS are shot back, and Geiger Gwyn and Adolf Hitler are knocked back. Gwyn, you lose your grip on Hitler. You go sprawling a few feet away. Hitler lands on the ground. A gun that was previously holstered against his chest goes skittering across the ground and hits against the boots A Sister Solstice. No. Sister Solstice, you look at the gun touching your boots. You look up at Hitler staring across the floor at you. He scrambles to go for the gun and we turn the page. We turn the page to Red Revenant rushing across to Gaslighter. Red Revenant, what are you doing? I think he's like he's he threw like so when he stabbed the first guy he threw like the knife so like he doesn't have a knife on him anymore he left it in the guy's gut but he pulled out his um handgun and he's just like just very calmly while everyone's like r- rushing past him like f- trying to fire at the gaslighter just like dodging anyone he needs to dodge but just dead focused on the gaslighter mm-hmm mm-hmm I love it. Yeah, so weaving your way in between. I think some of those guards you were fighting try to grab you, and I think maybe they'll, like, tear off a sleeve of your tuxedo as you're still firing, trying to get a shot on the gaslighter, and you get right up there next to him, or right in front of him. He is still looking at you, smiling. Oh, yeah, and you have your gun against his head. Give me one reason why I shouldn't pull the trigger now. After everything you did. Emika. Do you really want to do that? Yes. Then I suppose I can't stop you. Your choices are your own. Yes, it, it is. Then go ahead, Emika. He kind of leans into the barrel a little bit. Pull the trigger. He's going to pull it. You pull it. And the gaslighter smiles. I'm so very proud of who you've become, Emika. And he fades away because he was never really there. He just thought he was. Oh, dang it. Freaking gaslighter. The gaslighter. Meanwhile, outside the house der Kunst. I'm using this as an opportunity to follow the two locked in flight. Because she is not going to leave Torch behind on on this one. Okay. Um, So when they smashed out the side of the building, they smashed towards like this huge park and river area. Uh, and there's a beautiful river that flows through, and then there's all these dense trees and foliage, and so they just like crash through the trees, going in that direction, in a north direction. Um, so what are what are you doing, Crystal Gazer? So um, 
I sort of take this sort of leaping jump off of the roof and use my powers to kind of soften the fall so that I can land without like hurting myself or twisting an ankle. Mm-hmm. And then start running that direction. I know I'm slower, but maybe I can get there in a couple turns or something like that to kind of help in any way I can. Definitely, definitely. And then as Crystal Gazer goes running north into the park, Torchbearer, where have you landed with Ubermensch? I think we've um, spiraled. Like, he's kind of swung me over into one tree and swung him back around, just kind of barrel rolling through the air, uh, but ultimately sliding across the ground uh, a forest on the, uh, the outskirts of this art museum. Perfect, yeah. Uh, and as as you like, kind of throw him to the side, and you have parted with each other. Um, you see, he looks back over his shoulder, back towards the house der Kunst, and he's going to try to get back there. And you see his like legs tense as he goes to like fly back through the hole in the park that you have made, back towards the house der Kunst. Do you try to stop him? Absolutely. All right, then let's roll a seize control. Um, how are you going to try to stop him? just immediately put myself in his way um so just put myself between him and um where he's trying to go okay so let's roll a uh, 2d6 plus smash a seven a seven okay so on a seize control uh on a seven through nine you choose one You seize control over what was contested, but your opponent attacks you in retaliation. You enter into an action scene. Or you seize control over what was contested, but the effort exhausts you. Mark a condition. Which of those do you choose? I'll just go into action sequence. Okay. So uh, he goes, his, his muscles tense, and he goes to fly back through the hole. How do you stop him, and how does that start a new fight? Punch him in the head. Yeah. Um... (laughs) I'm going to, um, he just tries to rush right past me, and as he's speeding by, I have just enough time to, like, turn my body and get my hand, like, one hand up under his chest, and then another, like, around over the side of his head, and just kind of, like, try to, like, push him down to the ground like a bullfighter. Just gonna, like, wrangle Mm. his body down to the ground. Yeah, you grab him and just like give him a just full facial pay dirt. Um, and you enter into uh, you enter into an action scene. So he's gonna choose uh, his technique. Uh, what do you choose? And uh, Crystal Gazer and Omission are not near enough at this time to be part of this combat exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn. I kind of want to pressure him so he can't evade and observe. Mm. Um, so he can't like run away. Yeah, yeah. But would that would that count more of like should I hinder him? Like I could give him a grappled. If I hinder him, I could give him like a impaired status. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Would it be better just to like play it off as straight a straight attack against him? Just like keep attacking. Yeah, I think pressuring him would keep him from doing the evade and observe next turn so like he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to go uh so i think mechanically i think pressure makes sense if you're wanting to keep him here all right 
That's what I'll do. I'll advance and attack. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll. Uh, and he is also choosing to advance and attack. Uh, so roll 2d6 plus smash. 11. 11. All right, you get to choose two. What do you choose? I have to choose pressure. Okay. I think I got to go strike. Okay, strike. Um, so he gets to mark two stress or a condition. Uh, are you going to choose for him? Yeah, I'm going to mark make him mark two more stress. Okay. So you pressure him. He cannot use evade and observe next combat exchange, and you're striking him to make him mark two stress. Uh, okay. Uh, so you're. what are you doing? What What's this fight look like? Um, as he's able to, like, um, wrangle him down to the ground... With the hand that's under his chest, he kind of flips him back over. As soon as he gets to the ground, he flips him back over and comes down hard on his chest, just throwing him down, uh, like sh- on the back of his neck, mm-hmm. into the ground. Just drop another fist on his face. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like that you just. We see a panel of your fist goes up, fist goes down, fist goes up, fist go down, and you're just bop, 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 laying into him. And then, like, through the dirt that has been stirred up by your tremendous punches, we just see two red orbs as his heat vision lights up. And then we just see you get a full face of heat vision as he chooses to strike you. Uh, And he is going to mark a stress, his last stress, to force you to mark a condition. Uh, And he's also going to choose his special technique because he gets to choose two. And he is going to do his super punch. So he comes up with his heat vision, just blasts you in the face. You take a condition. And then he will also mark a condition, angry, uh, to force you to uh, take two conditions. So he just blasts you in the face. And as like you're stumbling back, like smoke billowing off your face, he just comes up with an uppercut and just boom. And we see like the shockwave go out from your fight and trees crack and disintegrate from the blow. Uh, and you mark two more conditions. Uh, Torchbearer, how are you looking right now? I'm, um, if, so I marked one condition because of the strike and then two because mm-hmm. of the super punch. Mm-hmm. Then I'm full conditions, but very little stress. Ooh, boy. Okay. So if you take one more condition, you will have to make the death death's door move um we'll see if you actually get there so he blasts you in the face comes up with an uppercut uh and he is frazzled and he is looking rough and he's just angry his he's fuming his suit is torn there's dirt his hair is messed up his eyes are glowing he says this is tedious die now meanwhile inside the house der kunst so, Emika, you pull that trigger. All the chaos is happening around you. He disappears. Your gun is still outstretched. The bullet hole where his head should have been. What do you do? I think there's like a moment of just like, just pure rage. I think like he like fully just tosses the um, gun on the ground and just like, just a moment of like anger and just a tantrum mm-hmm. as he turns around. And I think just out of just at this point like they haven't really done anything to actually hurt him at this point but just like throws a punch at one of these guys that are probably like still trying to grab at him just just squaring the mm. nose and just really digs it in yeah and we see that 
it's a very cool scene. I think like the Wolverine cover where he's fighting like all the ninjas and he has like all these uh, Shuriken and Katana and arrows sticking out of him. Like, you yeah. have that a beautiful. We turn the page and it's just a full pl- page of Red Revenant just like fighting, just going fist to fist, toe to toe with these people. Like you can definitely tell like beforehand his fighting style is very comedic like he didn't need to mm. get the cake involved but he did but like right now it's like every punch is to like instantly kill mm. or just mm. permanently permanently disable and like it's yeah it's definitely switched after that yeah yeah this is this is a fighting style we haven't seen from red revenant yet okay and we turn the page back to the gun on the floor adolf hitler is rapidly scrambling towards it Sister Solstice, what do you do? Um, am I still on the ground? You like are, I'm not. You are standing. on your butt on the ground. The gun is at your boots. I go for the gun. Please roll a seize control. What do I add for that? This would be a two d six, and let's add. Um, I think this is just smash. So unfortunately, you're rolling with a minus one because you're just trying to, you're just trying to brute force grab it before he does. A five. Yeah, I got a five. Do you want to burn a bond to step it up? I'm gonna burn a bond with torchbearer because if I because if I'm in this situation and mm-hmm. I'm going after the gun like I am clearly going against everything that he was like that he and I discussed like mm-hmm. so yeah I'm yeah. like crossing over <laughs> yeah so go ahead and burn that bond and uh, Carrie you you grab the gun it's a seven through nine Hitler also grabs a gun you're struggling you're fighting and then we just see the onomatopoeia. There's a shot of Hitler looming over you, grabbing the gun. We see you holding the gun awkwardly in both hands, pointed towards him. And we see a thin trail of smoke coming out of Hitler's back. He slumps down forward, his eyes full, his eyes shocked. His lifeless eyes staring right into the eyes of the 13-year-old girl who killed him. Who's the first person to find Sister Solstice like this? I think Dr. Fusion, like, bloody, and, like, his hand's all, like, messed up. He's, like, holding his hand, and he, like, rushes over and grabs her, just scoops her up in an arm and starts running. Okay. You start running. Uh, Geiger Gwen, what are you doing? I see this all happen. I see Dr. Fusion grab her and run. And I crawl towards Hitler and check his pulse first just to make sure. Mm. He is gone. He is dead. Okay, and then I uh, take off stumbling after them. Yeah. Um, As you start running, you see Red Revenant just slugging it out with these guards. What do you do? Do you leave him? Do you keep running or do you get him? Get his attention? Um, as we're, okay, so as we're running by, we see him just like in full fight mode, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um, as we're running by, Gwen's gonna raise her hand, look at Red Revenant, 
and just kind of like wave at him and be like, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> just gonna keep moving. Yeah. How do you react to that, Red? I think he's kind of like in a almost feral rage at this point, but I think he does make eye contact and just kind of just a very slight nod before go just going right back into the fight. Um, yeah. I think he's even like gradually trying to move the fight towards Hitler. Just, I think he's like got a semblance enough of like of what's going on to be like, I need to at least get. Um, if I can get close enough and there's enough bodies around me, they can be like, oh, this guy killed Hitler. Mm. Let's concentrate on, let's concentrate on Red. Oh. Um, so I think that's what he's going to. That's what he's going to do. I know. I was just about to say. I, I like, think. Ooh. I think the final panel we see of Red Revenant is him, his tuxedo torn and tattered, blood up to his elbows, a gun in one hand, his knife in the other, and we see these soldiers rush up towards him, point their guns at him. Red Revenant, I think we have a panel close up of your face. What do you say before we turn the page? Oh, this is going to hurt. Because <laughs> I think I still have a connection with... Um, yeah, so I'll just say... I'll just be like, Hitler's dead. Drop the finger. <laughs> You're not going to want to hear this. Crystal Gazer, do you then relay that message to Torchbearer and Omission? How, what, what, do you, what do you do? Yeah, uh, she puts her hand in her pocket and as she gets that message um she kind of squeezes the finger and thinks about taking it out to drop it like red revenant says and doesn't and slides it deeper into her pocket so she turns around to look back at the art museum because she thought she had heard a gunshot and so when she looks back i imagine they they're on he's behind a vent the vent and she can see omission. And so it reminds her that he's there, right? Because otherwise mm, she wouldn't remember yeah. to tell oh, him. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> and then looks at him and their, I, I imagine their eyes meet and her eyes go wide. And she says, he's dead. Hitler's dead. I'm going to go find Torch. And then she turns and then she like, as she's looking down this hole. And I imagine she can see two figures down this hole. Of like from the trees and brush that have been knocked out just as mm -hmm. they kind of flew that direction. Mm -hmm. She looks and she um, sends the message that direction because she doesn't know which figure. So she decides to tell them both. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so let's deal with that in a second. But omission first. Uh, what do you do once you hear this message? Yeah, I think like you know holding his his face and like broken body uh i think he's just gonna kind of like close his eyes and lean his head back against the the metal behind him uh and just see him kind of like fall asleep and as we see like the waves of crystal gazers telepathic communication coming down the hole that has been punched into this garden this park it hits both Ubermensch and Torchbearer, and you both receive this message at the same time. And his arms pulled back, his spine erect, his eyes about to just blast Torchbearer into oblivion. His eyes dim, 
and return to their normal color. His fists unclench. His shoulders sag. And we see him fall to the ground with his hands in his lap. Torchbearer, what do you do when you hear this news? Torchbearer, on his last legs, he immediately falls to his knees in front of Ubermensch. I told you. Oh, I wanted nothing more than for all of this to end with this little little pain death is possible I just I wanted to make a difference that's what being a hero is to me that's what this means I want you to know that I did everything I could to stop that from happening but this is the the cycle of violence hatred gets hatred pain just brings more pain now you've lost the one man who gave your life meaning I wish nothing more than to give you hope again hope that life can be different and life can be more than hate and more than pain Torchbearer puts a, a gentle hand on his shoulder And we see just a quiet text box. Just finish it. And he looks up at you. Kill me. I have... nothing left to fight for. You're not listening to me. I didn't come here to kill you. I didn't come here to kill Adolf Hitler. You say you have nothing. But you're wrong. You thought you had... You thought you had somebody worth believing in. And now they're gone. And so is their will. For all of this. But you still have... You still have countrymen. You still have allies. Who are looking up to you. And they're the ones... They're the ones who hope that you're going to make the right choice. I hope that we can end this war and that our countries can go back to peace and that nobody else has to die. You can be the hero that your country needs right now. Stand with me. Torchbearer, please roll and influence someone. Seven. Burn a bond with me. <laughs> Burn a bond with me. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So it's a 10, so they act now and do their best until the situation changes. He looks up at you. And you can see him contemplating your words. He doesn't say anything. But I think at that point, Crystal Gazer, you rush into this clearing. And in the distance, you can hear sirens and shouting coming from the museum and all around you as you're deep inside Germany's territory. Torch. Kill him and get it over with. We gotta get the hell out of here. No. 
There's not going to be any more killing today. What? We're done here. She looks at Ubermensch. She looks at Torchbearer. She looks back at Ubermensch. And she has this look on her face like, I cannot believe this is about to happen. And she starts to turn away to try to, like, get someplace where she can kind of take off and fly it or do something. And then she stops, and you can see the shot of her face with them behind her, with, the like, the little oil lamps in the park behind them and around them. And this look on her face, like, am I really going to walk away from this? And then she turns back around on her heel and marches over to Ubermensch and like puts her hand on the back of his head and puts everything she's got into breaking his mind. Okay. I'll have you roll a seize control to do this. Okay. Torchbearer. If you disagree with this, you could aid or interfere with this move. I will interfere. Okay, so um, you will be rolling with a minus two crystal gazer. And this was, um, which one? This is a seize control. Seize control. Uh, and I definitely think you're rolling with smash. So that's still a negative two. So I'm going to have to pull off all the stops of this roll. Okay. To make this happen because I have a, I have afraid marked in my condition. Dear listener, this is impossible. <laughs> this is a borderline power of mine this is my ally going against me this is me with an afraid so it's another negative two so that's negative four um and i have a negative one in smash let's see what you got <laughs> i rolled a five okay after everything <laughs> I mean, you you actually rolled very well. Yeah. But there was a lot of minuses. Yeah. You rolled a five. Are you burning a bond? I am absolutely burning a bond with Torch. Okay. Burn a bond with Torch. So you rolled a seven through nine. Uh, you seize control over what was contested, but your opponent attacks you in retaliation. You enter into a combat exchange, or you seize control over what was contested, but the effort exhausts you mark a condition. She's got giving it everything she's got. She's going to mark a condition. Okay. Go ahead and mark a condition. And we see, uh, Torchbearer, how do you try to stop her? It's like, uh, he realizes what she's about to do. And, like, sees the hurt and the hate in her eyes. And he has his, uh, his hand on Ubermensch's shoulder already. And suddenly that light just emits immediately and he puts up a, a barrier between them that her hand meets instead of touching his head. Mm -hmm. So since this sort of succeeds I guess then you see these sort of purple waves coming off of her hand and you see them sort of as the, the shield appears and her hand goes through it and you see her hand slow for a moment and she lets out this like and like you like it busts through this light this like shield of light and she clamps her hand onto the side of his head and her nails dig into his scalp and she screams at like in his ear and she's got like his head by the like with her nails dug into his scalp and says 
not today, Uber Mitch. And just nyah, and gives everything she's got to just like, like in her mind, what she's envisioning is just like taking his brain and ripping it. Like she's mm-hmm. just trying everything she's got. Yeah. And we see a panel of you, the two figures of Crystal Gazer and Uber Mitch, her hand outstretched clamped onto the back of his head and there is a red background behind you and we see this white line going across and in the middle the line is broken and shattered into all these pieces and then in the next panel regular color has returned your hand still clamped on the back of Ubermensch's head and then in the next panel Ubermensch falls over she like as soon as he falls over she's like looks over at Torch and tears are running down her face and she says be a boy scout on your own god time we're fighting for the United States of America you don't know what you've done you were gonna let him go he almost killed me they don't need fighter planes they don't need bombs they don't need anything. Nothing. All they need is him. And you were going to let him go. No, Torch. No. We couldn't. Last time, you almost didn't walk away. And that hurt me. And this time, I did what I had to do to make sure that all of us could walk away. That we could all see another day. A better day. You're you're turning heroism into vigilantism. You're turning this into kill and be killed. It doesn't have to be like this. Being a hero has to be something more than just heroes killing villains and villains killing heroes forever and ever. I'm I'm so sorry that omission and you can't see that. That's what being a hero is. And I... I can't do anything different. And I think after you say that, you hear some voices coming through the park. You hear some shouting. Um, what did the two of you do as these voices are getting closer? You, sh- you should go. I can take care of this. There ain't nothing to take care of, Torch. We go back home. That's what we do now. We did everything we could. Whatever you want to do from here on out, you do it. But don't try to loop me into your Boy Scout schemes. Heroes don't exist. We're just people with powers that the god government is using as their pawns. So no, Torch. Heroes don't f***ing exist. Because if heroes existed, my life would have been a hell of a lot easier. 
everyone who ever hurt me would have gotten their comeuppance. Consider it. One tick in my f***ing column for a win. Because I spent my whole goddamn life being a f***ing victim, Torch. But no, yeah, let Ubermensch go. Let their superhero go. Let their big thing go. Because guess what? We're better than that. I'm not better than that. And you're diluting yourself if you think you are. I'll see you later, Torch. I don't know when. Maybe never. And that might be better for the both of us. And she, like, pushes her hands down, you know, and it just, like, takes up off the ground and sort of, like, propels herself out of, over the top of the trees. He pulls himself up back to his feet. He'll pick up the body of Ubermensch and he'll start walking back towards the, the house to Kearns. Okay. And uh, we see you walking towards the house to Kunz, uh Ubermensch held in your arms with Crystal Gazer flying overhead. I think that's end of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. We'll be back with our next episode on February 6th. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you'd like to contact us that way, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you'd like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore w-a-k-e. This week's special guest character was Red Revenant, played by Draconics. You can find them at Draconics on Twitter. Omission was played by Mitchell Wallace, who can be found at Mitch Bustillos on Twitter. Crystal Gazer was played by Marlo Bogus, who can be found at Marlo Bogwich on Twitter. Torchbearer was played by Phil Montgomery, who can be found at BMC Philanthropy on Twitter. Geiger Gwyn was played by Christy Scheidemantel, who can be found at Polish Christy on Twitter. Dr. Fusion was played by Occam Razor, who can be found at Occam Sockum Robo on Twitter. Sister Solstice was played by Carrie White, who hates Twitter and refuses to get one. And I'm David White, your editor-in-chief. You can find me at Mr. Banana Socks on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing, featuring elements from the Avatar Legends role-playing game and Masks a New Generation role-playing game both by Magpie Games.
Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening, and keep it nerdy, y'all.